is up. Welcome to Intune. I'm your co-host, Ethan Morset, a music producer and founder of Blue Haven Music based in the Minnesota Twin Cities area. And I'm Matt Rector, an aspiring luthier living in Baltimore, Maryland. Our goal is to provide value to enterprising musicians, artists, and craftspeople by sharing our conversations and the lessons we've learned along the way. If you like our content, help us out by following us and giving us a positive rating on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Tune in for new episodes on the first Wednesday of each month. Thanks for joining us on our journey of entrepreneurship. This is episode five. In episode four, Ethan and I reflected on 2022 and discussed our goals for 2023. Today, we're going to dive deeper into the planning and action that's vital to achieve the goals we set. We're talking about action plans today. The French writer Antoine Dussaint-Exupéry, who's probably best known as the author of The Little Prince, said that a goal without a plan is just a wish. Again, one more time, that's a goal without a plan is just a wish. Ethan is going to start us off today with a brief introduction defining what an action plan is, but rather than spending too much time theorizing, we thought it would be more helpful to give you a peek into what some of our action plans look like for the goals we set for 2023 in episode four. So let's jump in. Ethan, tell us about action plans. So a goal by itself doesn't tell you what you need to do next, usually especially with long-term goals like annual goals. It tells you where you want to get, but it doesn't really help you decide the next step and then the next step and so on. For example, last episode, I set a goal of writing eight songs by the end of 2023. But what do I need to do to ensure that goal is met? Right? I know I need to write eight songs, but I don't necessarily know what the next step is. It's not clear. That is where action plans come into play. We will share some examples later, but a simple piece of an action plan for this goal could be, I will work on my songs 15 minutes every day at a minimum. Notice how this is pretty clear. Every day, I know what I need to do to make sure I am following my plan that helps me achieve my goal. Clarity is key. So your action plan should consist of actionable steps so that it's easier to decide what you need to do each day, each week, each month, and so on to accomplish it. One great way to do this is through the use of I will statements. So before I said, I will work on my songs 15 minutes every day. I will kind of evokes action, and so it's a little bit easier to come up with actionable things that you need to do using I will statements. Like I said, it's best to be as clear as you possibly can be with this because that will make it more simple for you to take action on your goals. So that's what an action plan is. So let's see how we can apply them to the goals we set in the last episode. Matt, What action plans have you created for your 2023 goals? Sure. So if you recall from last episode, one of my biggest failures, and and I use the word failure here because that's truly what it was. So all too often we make excuses for ourselves, 
you know, I, I just didn't get to it or I didn't have time. I was too busy, but you know, stop making excuses for yourself. For me, I didn't make it a priority and I didn't set enough time aside in my schedule. So stop allowing yourself to make excuses. Anyway, one of my biggest failures for 2023 was not uh, making setting up my home workshop space a priority. So I had good intentions to organize all my tools and build a new workbench and a saw bench and tool chest. But what I didn't have was a concrete plan to actually follow through with on those things. So my good intentions, well, they didn't really get me where I wanted to go. I don't have time to go into every detail of every goal I've set for 2023, but I'll use a few examples of something simple. So for example, the workbench um, that I had for my home shop, not the one that I'm building, but the one I previously had, it's too lightweight. It's too flimsy. Since I live in an apartment, I almost exclusively use hand tools to keep noise and dust to a minimum. And I've reached the limitation of what that cheap workbench can really do for me. So when I try to use hand planes and hand saws, it wobbles around, it scoots around. The whole structure isn't very stiff, so I can actually feel the whole bench kind of twist and rack uh, as I try to do certain operations on it. And I've tried to reinforce it in different kind of makeshift ways and add weight to it. But at the end of the day, I, I still find myself fighting against it uh, when I'm working on projects. So I know that I need something better that's optimized for me and the type of work I'm doing, and the way I'm going about doing that work. So the reason I explained all that is because it ties into the first portion of my action plan for building a new workbench. And that's the first step is I will research and decide upon a design. Uh, my experience showed me I needed something that works well for handwork. So I opted for a tried and true design that you wouldn't find in any like woodworking store or home improvement store today. Uh, but if you look at historical examples in old books or antiques, you'll see the style I chose. And it's, I think today it would be called like a, an English style workbench. And it was popular when hand tools rather than power tools were the predominant way of working wood. So uh, I chose that design. Uh, I've already done that step. Uh, step two would be I will purchase the materials and I've also done that step as well. Uh, step three, which I've partially done, is prepping all the tools that I need, making sure they're sharp and ready to go to work. So I'm not going to go into every little detail of the workbench construction because I think that's going to be boring for most of our listeners. Uh, but for example, uh, like you were saying uh, before, it's really, really important that you have something concrete. So... For example, I will have the leg assemblies done by February 12th. Then I'll finish the rest of the main construction by February 28th. And then I'll have the accessories like a planing stop, uh, things like that, maybe a shelf. Those will be done by March 5th. Now, I know that might seem like it's really spread out, but remember, I work six days a week and I'm also taking guitar lessons and I have to devote time to other things. So I tried to set a goal that was reasonable so that on my day off that I have once a week, uh, I can devote some good time to that, but also make sure that I'm spending time with my wife and my dog and uh, devoting time to people that are important in my life. You always have to remember what's most important and make those things a priority. I think that ties into, you know, kind of what we talk about. 
I mean, I, I think you and I didn't really touch upon this earlier, but I think, yeah, using dates is a great way to provide clarity because it's it's measurable. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to know whether you succeeded at that part of your action plan or not. So it's good yeah. that you brought that up. I think you'll see that I put my dates, all the dates that I listed are on Sundays, and that's just because that happens to be typically my day off during the week. Sure. Uh, so that made it a little bit you know, easier for me to plan around that. I know if you were talking about like power tool work, taking like a month to build a workbench seems like a really long time. But you know, you have to remember I'm doing everything completely by hand. And I also have to allow time between steps for certain things like glue drying before I can really move on to the next part. I guess the, the moral of the story is is set a goal that's reasonable for what you're trying to do with your skill set and your tools available to you rather than comparing yourself to others. Right. And, you know, the, the goal is to achieve it by the end of 2023. Like, you know, you don't necessarily need to hustle. This is a step that will help you for years to come. So it's even mm-hmm. though it's going to take you a while, it's going to be very valuable to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd really like to have my you know, at least most of my shop stuff squared away by the end of the first quarter. And that way, the remainder of the year, I can focus on, you know, another one of my goals was to build two instruments. So it makes it hard for me to build two instruments if my workshop space isn't set up. So right. uh, sometimes you have to have that sort of, you know, step one, step two, step three type of thing. Right, like a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. So anyway, speaking of uh, other commitments, one of my other goals that I'll go into that was a personal goal is to improve my guitar improvisation for bluegrass guitar. And uh, I use this example because I think that it's a little bit different. Um, It's not as step one, step two, step three, because I think with certain things like music, it's always about continuing to refine. So you know, you can learn one scale, but then you might have to come back and learn another scale, right? So it's not always like you just learn the scale and then you move on to the next thing and then you work on another concept. You might have to come back and master more of those essentials before you go on to the next thing. So some things that I have as points for this are mastering scales and I've, I've actually found that in a lot of bluegrass tunes, there's uh, quite a bit of Mixolydian, uh, which is kind of interesting. You know, learning all of those uh, around the fretboard and then thinking in phrases or sentences and then making sure to practice with the metronome while playing those scales, playing scale exercises, and then, of course, improving way too much. <laughs> you know, when you do it a lot, like you kind of can't, keep just playing the same thing over and over. So it forces you to be a little creative and like think outside the box after you've played the same phrase like three times in a row. Mm-hmm. So practicing improv over backing tracks more than you think you probably should. Uh, and then of course, just getting out there playing with other musicians and getting feedback from them. And then going back to the drawing board after you get feedback and master scales, thinking phrases or sentences, and then use the metronome. It's sort of just this continual process of refinement. So the first example I used was very time-bound, and I tried to make it very concrete. 
Um, but not every, not every action plan is going to be like that, but you might set certain steps. Like I want to master, you know, Mixolydian in all positions on the guitar in the key of a Mixolydian all over the guitar. And you might say, I want to do that by a certain date. Right. Right. But you're going to have to continue to, to go back and learn other scales. It's not just a straight line. Right. And, you know, this still, while it's not quite as like, uh, I don't know if concrete's the word, but it's not quite as concrete as the date, it still gives you more direction than you had before, right? Like if your goal was just to get better at guitar improvisation, like that doesn't really tell you what to do, but you've broken it down now, well, I need to master scales. And then... I need to think in phrases or sentences. And then you've also identified how that's going to be an iterative process for you. So that makes the whole thing more clear, which is the whole goal of action plans in the first place, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I think that's all I have for, for goals for me. Uh, I don't know if you had anything that you wanted to share or you had any questions for me before moving on, but uh, I think that's it for me if you want to talk about your goals, Ethan. Yeah, um, so I'll just share a couple as well. Uh, just to save you guys some time here. Uh, so one of the goals that I set in the last episode is to make $1,200 from music in 2023. Last year, I made some a little bit of money, but I wanted to try to scale that up this year and try to, you know, start to build more dependence on that income. Get, I, I want to get to a point where I can become fully independent on my income from Blue Haven Music. So this is, this is kind of the next step. You know, rather than just making some money, mm-hmm. now I want to make a more substantial amount of money. And and this this year it's the make twelve hundred dollars from music in twenty twenty three. So to do that. I kind of decided I'm going to break that up into checkpoints throughout the year. And I, I, I plan to, I, I will make $300 per quarter is how I decided to break that up. So rather than just keep it ambiguous throughout the year, I'm going to check at the end of each quarter and I'm going to make sure I'm at 300 by the end of the quarter. If I find that I'm falling behind on that, as that quite possibly will happen... I, I, I'm kind of trying to gear myself towards passive income, but passive income can take a lot longer to set up. Uh, it, it's better long-term, but it might not get you as much money in the short term. So if I'm finding that I'm kind of falling behind on that quarterly target, my plan is to turn to freelancing websites and like Upwork and Fiverr to kind of make up the difference. I've, I've found that those websites, usually you're not doing, you could be doing any number of different tasks that people want you to do, but usually it's a little bit easier to make money that way. So, and, and I've done it before, so I kind of know what I need to do to make money from those websites. So that's kind of my catch-up factor. And then... I also will create an income log and I'm going to log all income I make from music in it. That's just my way of tracking where I'm at so I know how close I am to my goal, whether I hit the $300 per quarter, 
so on and so forth. And then finally, as part of that goal, I have I am going to review my progress once a quarter. So at the end of the quarter, I'll review where I'm at with this goal, and I'm going to update my action plan accordingly. So I think that review process will be good because then, you know, if I'm, say I'm at the end of quarter one and I've only made $200, then I can kind of create a new updated action plan with where I'm at to still hit my goal by the end of the year. So I think mm -hmm. that review process will be important for me to hit that goal. I think that's really important. And I think that's something that we people tend to vastly underestimate. So I think a lot of times when people get off track, they just go, uh, and mm -hmm. they just give up, you know? Right. They just, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get it next year, you know, or I'll, I'll get it next time. I'll start fresh next week. You know, whatever their goal happens to be, mm -hmm. they tend to just sort of, when they get off track, rather than reviewing and using that as a way to improve, they just get frustrated and give up. And we're we're all going to have days where we have an off day or we don't follow through or something. You know, no one is perfect. We all are going to have that. It's just really important to make sure that you come back to it and don't just call it quits. Right. Well, and I think the review process, too, is just it allows you to correct course. So sometimes if you get fallen, you've fallen behind, you recognize that you might get discouraged, you might continue with it. But if you don't come up with a new action plan to kind of get make sure you're back on track, you know, it it makes it harder to catch back up. So I, I wanted to do that. I you know I, I've I've heard examples of of what where review comes into uh, becomes beneficial. Like one of the examples that I I can't remember which book I read, but one of the examples that they get gave is imagine that you're you know shooting a target with a bow and arrow, right? And you notice when you let go of the arrow, you, you the arrow flies way off to the left. Like, are you, if you're trying to hit the target, are you just going to be like, well, I guess I didn't hit it. I'll just try again and not analyze what went wrong with that, that shot. <laughs> right. No, like you're going to say, okay, that was way off to the left. I need to, con <laughs> I need to, you know, adjust my aim. So I'm not shooting so far off to the left, or I need to adjust my grip on the bow or whatever people do that get good at archery. But you 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 analyze so that you get closer to hitting the target, and it's kind of the same thing here. It's just with with something like this, people don't tend to actually make review a priority. They just keep, mm -hmm. like you said, they either give up or they just keep going, and they don't really. They almost lose their sense of direction because they um, because they they're they're they know they're already behind and they don't know how they're going to make up for it. Yeah, it's that old saying, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. <laughs> Which is apparently an Albert Einstein quote. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but 
I don't know where I heard that, but someone quoted that as Albert Einstein. I don't know if that's true or not, but maybe it is. Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> we'll look it up after the fact. <laughs> we'll find out when we get uh, a fine for a copyright infringement or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that will happen. So that was that's kind of what I had for action plan or my action plan for goal my first goal. Um, and then the other goal that I wanted to talk about was the writing eight songs by the end of 2023. So that one, I, I think last year I wrote like three songs. So it was way lower than I wanted to get. So I'm trying to make it more of a priority of writing more music because part of, part of the reasoning behind that is the more songs you write, the better you get at songwriting. And I songwriting is what I want to do. So I'm trying to increase the output so that even if the songs aren't necessarily the highest quality songs I've ever output, I'm still going through that process and get getting better at that process of writing songs. So to do that, I will work on music 15 minutes per day. You know, we we talked about that last episode, I feel like, or maybe a couple episodes, like anyone can afford 15 minutes a day. You know, if, if you don't have enough time to fork over 15 minutes a day, it's it's like, do you really even care about it? I'm trying to take that literally and be like, I care about this. I'm going to spend 15 minutes on writing these songs every single day. And that should be totally achievable. Obviously, some days I will do more than that. Then I do actually have a, a backup plan for that. So if I do miss a day, I will never miss twice. And Matt, this might sound familiar to you because you just finished reading Atomic Habits and that's mm-hmm. that strategy comes from that book. Uh, so, you know, if you miss your habit or your whatever once, just make sure you don't miss it the next time that you're supposed to do it. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of my backup plan. If I happen to miss miss 15 minutes doing music for 15 minutes on a day, I'll just make sure I never miss two days in a row. Mm-hmm. Do you do you remember in high school, our high school principal, he used to say, every day you either get better or you get worse. Do you remember that? Very vaguely. Yeah, so that was one of the things that he tried to imprint on us, is every day you either get better or you worse, and you get worse, but you don't stay the same. And when I was younger, I kind of thought, well, surely you can stay the same. But I, as I get older, I, I think there's actually a lot of truth and wisdom in that. Because like, for example, if I didn't practice guitar for one day, mm-hmm. right, then like I can probably miss a day and pick up the guitar again and, and not really notice any difference, right? Mm-hmm. But if I don't practice for, you know, two months, I would definitely notice a difference, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not right. like I hit the two-month mark and suddenly just right when I hit two months, I was suddenly worse. No, like I actually got a little bit worse every day. It might not have been noticeable after one day or after two days, right? Right. But, you know, I did get a little bit worse every day. And also you condition yourself to have the habit of not practicing or, you know, in the case of what you're saying, if you miss more than one day, you know, you're sort of starting to condition yourself into that sort of habit. 
Right. Yeah, you're almost creating a new a new habit if you if you let it go for too many days and the the never miss twice allows for some forgiveness of missing it once in a while, but it sort of keeps you from developing that new mm-hmm. bad habit, I guess. Yeah. I think that's that's one thing that's important when creating your action plans is to have some sort of backup because the reality is that we're not perfect, but having that, you know, I'm not going to, even if I miss, which is going to happen some days, right. I'm not going to miss twice, right? Uh, because if you have this perfect action plan, we tend to plan for our ideal selves, right? Right. But we're not always our ideal selves. And it's important to not necessarily be lenient, but know that you're not going to be perfect. And when you miss something or when you're not perfect, not being so bogged down by getting caught up in that one mistake that it just totally throws you off. Right. Because then that's almost more damaging than missing again, right? Like if you start to get down on yourself or discouraged that will demotivate you from continuing the habit so i i think yeah you do have to be i don't know if realistic i i want to say realistic you you have to be realistic with yourself uh you, you can't be making goals and plans based on your ideal self every single day because you like you said you will not be your ideal self every single day so factoring in that, you know, I'm going to miss once in a while and it's okay is a great way to actually stick with your plan. Mm-hmm. So that's why I put it in my plan. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. Yeah, I, I, I try real hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to go through every step of my action plan here just for the sake of time. But I'll go through a couple more. Another part of this plan is I'm going to outsource mixing. So instead of mixing my own music, I'm going to focus on songwriting and let other people mix. And the nice thing about that is that kind of can allow two things to happen at the same time. I can be songwriting while another song is being mixed. So that should help me get more throughput because I'm not spending time on mixing. And then, again, I plan to do a quarterly review process. Once a quarter, I will update my action plan accordingly. So pretty much all of my goals, I feel like I have a quarterly review process because I think that will be Mm -hmm. valuable in correcting course. So that's what I have for some of my action plans for my 2023 goals. Now, we set some goals for the podcast as well last episode, and of course, we have to share some action plans for those on our podcast. (laughs) Matt, what do you have for some ideas on how we can hit our goals in 2023 for our podcast? Sure. So uh, I think our our first goal was just consistency. We want to publish at least... 10 episodes in 2023. I think ideally we'd like to publish one every single month, but again, kind of like what we were just talking about, we gave ourselves a little bit of a buffer. So we will publish a podcast episode on the first Wednesday of each month. 
That's the goal. But then what we were talking about before, if we miss a month, we'll never miss two months in a row. For us, we typically record on the second Thursday of each month, and then we will create a detailed editing schedule and preparation schedule uh, and enter that into a shared calendar to help keep us on track. One thing that we're trying to do so that we have a little bit of that buffer is record a couple episodes ahead, and that's not something we've done yet. So that is on our action plan for this year is to record a couple episodes at once, uh, at least you know once or twice, and that way we have uh, a little bit of buffer for our production schedule. And then going to the review process that you were talking about, uh, take a little bit of time to review each quarter and update our action plan accordingly. Uh, did you have anything to add for publishing 10 episodes in 2023? No, I think I think you hit everything. And and the other thing, too, to mention is, you know, this is our starting place for the action plan, and this is what we'll commit to. But throughout the year, like with the review process you mentioned, like we can adapt. We, we don't have to wait for a review process to adapt our action plan if we are able to identify, hey, we should start doing this as part of our action plan. So I'm sure as the year progresses, we might come up with a few other ideas that we add to our action plan that will help us even more to hit our goal. For sure. So the other one of our other goals for the podcast was to get 25 subscribers or followers uh, for the podcast this year. And one thing that we're going to do to do that is uh, actually track it. So we want that to be measurable. We're going to create a spreadsheet in order to track our subscribers and followers across different platforms. And we'll update that once a month when we go to record a new episode. Another action we're going to take is we will refine our intro and outro to encourage people to subscribe and share the podcast. We've just kind of been doing that off the cuff each time, and I think that's good. We don't want to be too formal about this, but I think there is room for improvement. And if you listen to most podcasts, they always mention something about sharing, usually in the intro and outro, and we could improve ours, I think, a little bit. Yeah, basically like every single one. And, And same with YouTube videos. They're always very beginning. It's like... Make sure you subscribe and click the bell icon. What's up, guys? If you like our content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, another thing I have uh, and something that we haven't done yet is we need to be more active on social media. So yes. <laughs> right now we've uh, pretty much just shared our podcast with friends and family and Thank you guys so much for your support. We're going to continue to share with you guys, but we want to reach beyond that. So in order to do that, we need to be more active on social media. So we plan to post to three social media groups each time we publish a new episode. And one thing we want to do, this isn't going to be in the first quarter of the year, but hopefully for second quarter moving forward is to post on social media once a week. So it might be something uh, guitar 
making related. It might be something music production related. Uh, but just share a little bit of insight into what we're doing each week so we can connect with our listeners. And then finally, again, back to that review process. <laughs> we'll review once a quarter and update our actions accordingly. They're they're not going to forget the review process <laughs> after how many times we've repeated it. It's not important at all. Just actually skip that. Yeah, skip over it. Just That's why we repeated it five actually times. Actually, edit that out of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think that's all we really had for uh, for the podcast. I, I think we discussed a lot of the ideas more as we were talking about our, our personal goals rather than the podcast. I didn't mean to just like fly through those and list them off, but I think we kind of got into the nitty-gritty when we were talking more about our personal goals. Right, and I think people, I mean, the part of the point is to give people some examples of how this is supposed to be applied and how it can be valuable. So I, I think we've, we've given plenty of examples there. Yeah. And hopefully our listeners, you know, touch base with us, keep in contact with us and, uh, hold us accountable. You know, that always helps for sure. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for episode five. Hopefully that gives you a good picture of the value that action plans can provide. We suggest you give it a shot. If you got any New Year's resolutions, try them out on on those this year. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to give us a rating, a follow, and share it with anyone you think it will help. We appreciate you for listening. Until next time, as always, stay tuned.